And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. ArchD on Life FM. Michaela Howard-Jones joining you here this evening. And today, over the next hour, I am so thrilled to be joined by the one and only, very lovely, Juliana Kiddo. How are you going, Juliana? So good. Thanks, Michaela. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I know. We were just having a little bit of a chat before about how it's been a hot minute since you've been in the recording studio because, of course, you have dabbled in the podcasting radio before. You are not a newbie on this scene. No, I have been a dabbler. I have pressed the button. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while since I've sat behind a mic, but, it yeah, it feels good to be to be back. Feels good. Is it all coming back to you? Is it like riding a bike or is it still a little bit like, oh, I sound so funny? It's such a funny thing that yeah you always have a, a moment of anticipation or, or weirdness but it's actually like oh you're just you're just talking so yeah, yeah like writing no about it just chatting just, just chatting. chatting you'll forget the microphones there in just a moment um now I'm really excited to have you uh actually in today because of course like we said you've been in on the show before you've got your own podcast now you've sort of done a little bits and pieces in um some other podcasts that we've done as well but today we are having you back on the show but we're doing something a little bit different Ooh. that you wouldn't have experienced experienced yet before um, and that is the uh, youth ministry version of the ArchD show so I was um, I just obviously we had uh, Julian Yuen on a couple of weeks ago uh, who was our coordinator of course and he was fabulous he was fantastic Um, but I was saying to him the same thing I'll say to you which was we're trying to find all these new amazing youth ministry guests to come in and I was like racking my brain trying oh who would be really good who could be good (laughs) and then I thought duh the people in the room next door to me so thank you so much for coming in Um, Always a pleasure um, making that five-metre journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, we are going to be having a chat today all about uh, things youth ministry, of which you, I know have more stories than you could probably ever tell on this show in a lifetime. Um, but we're going to be getting the absolute best ones from you, I'm sure. So I'm super excited to hear about those and a little bit about your faith journey as well. And now... Michaela joining you this evening, sitting down with the lovely Juliana Kittle. Uh, and Juliana, we were saying before, you are back on the show. You're a returning guest, but this time it's all about you. Ooh, this like, is the ooh. Juliana show right now. Are you what? ready? Oh, I know. Great. <laughs> From listen up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so we're going to start a really easy, simple place to start, the beginning. Um, and I want to know, Juliana, how did your faith journey begin? Like I want you to imagine if your faith journey started with one bookend and was filled with many books with many stories what would be that first book in the row what would be that first moment with your face journey actually began chapter one, chapter or one. <laughs> the prologue um, <laughs> well, um for me it's really hard to think of uh, one moment as a start I think as a child I really experienced love and um grew up learning that God is love so as I'd experienced love, it was tangible, it was something real. It just made real sense to me um, to have a relationship and to, to journey with God. Uh, very fortunate to have um, a really loving family and some real sort of members of my family who um, really carried faith and love and demonstrated that to me since I was a child. Um, so it was sort of a natural progression of a journey of love, how corny that sounds, but um, yeah. in growing and 
through that. So um, you talked a little bit about like these really amazing people in your life who like showed you love. Is it like when you talk about these people in your life, is it like these people who showed you um, what love was like in, you know, faith and in God or was it just Love, just love both, like both in general so um my grandparents um especially my grandmothers on both sides um you know a, a very strong woman of faith um but also just you know showered me with with love and um you know a lot of um respect and value as well so not not necessarily just showering me with presence or anything but you know valuing my presence and my my opinions um and whilst also living very rich faith um filled lives so seeing them pray seeing them um you know uh, treat other people with kindness like i have great memories of of my grandmother she just was a very um you know, had a beautiful home and um, grew these amazing flowers and random people would just stop on the side of the road and knock on the door and ask if she, they could have flowers. And she just, oh. you know, use that moment to just lovingly give them something and ask how their day was. Um, and um, that intertwined with her, her faith and um, seeing her pray and seeing her, you know, really s- support that in my life and, and encourage me and saying, like, I love you. God loves you. Um, you know, I'm just proud of what you're doing, proud of what you're learning and, and proud of sort of the future plans you have. So it was something really all intertwined um, as well in my, um, you know, faith community, in my school and in, in my church growing up. There were um some really great supportive people and when I sort of dove into youth ministry there were sort of the the cooler older young people if that makes sense so as a little adolescence there was some some great people you know 16 17 18 and above who were also sort of pursuing that and um you know would would reach out and encourage me in that so um, looking back on, on my childhood sort of faith journey, it was just such a, a loving, encouraged time um, where I felt very valued, where my spiritual life was valued and, and my journey in that was really sort of accompanied. So, yeah, oh. I'm very fortunate to have had that, yeah. I love that. I love, like, what an amazing example of how, like, beginnings of faith journeys don't have to be, like, these, you know, big momentous, like, encounters with God. It can just be kindness and love yeah. with no agenda, with no, yeah. you know, um, you know, specific conversation or, you know, feeling like you need to be steered in any particular direction, but just, like, to be shown gently, compassion. Gently, yeah, journeyed with, gently, yeah, yeah, yeah. stepping through. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 I love that. We're going to be having a little bit of a chat later on in the road. You mentioned, like, your starting experience with youth ministry and that's exactly what I want to hear about which I know that you have so many stories about um I literally cannot even begin to like explain like I think actually this is a bit of a tangent but someone actually said to me the other day like what is like Juliana's background like a friend of mine and I was like oh my god where do I even begin like everything everything you can imagine um so I'm sure there's some really great stories on the horizon uh we're gonna get into that really really soon Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now... This is Arch D. Arch D Radio 107. Live. Live. Michaela joining you here this evening with Juliana having a chat. It's all about you today, Jules. Oh, the day of me. Yeah. in the spotlight. <laughs> just all of the glory. Um, so we're just having a little bit of a chat before about uh, where your faith journey began. You were mm. sort of talking a little bit about how it really started in early childhood with these like really special connections with people in your life. Mm. Um, but I want to sort of uh, step away, step step a couple of books down the bookshelf now. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've missed that metaphor, <laughs> apologies. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
I want to, yeah, take a little bit of a step forward and actually have a look at um, your experiences with youth ministry. Specifically, like, um, if you're sort of talking about how you sort of started in youth ministry at quite a young age. Mm. Um, but I feel like for a lot of people, when you start in youth ministry, it's not always that light bulb moment day one. So, what I want to know is, when was it that you actually realised that youth ministry would go on to become this huge part of your life um, that it that it is today? I think I'm still surprised that it is <laughs> such a huge part of my yeah. life. Um, I would definitely um, identify myself as the reluctant youth minister because I, I never foresaw it for myself. Yeah. But I'm, you know, my life is infinitely um, so much better and nourished because of it. Um, I fell into a participant of youth ministry because, uh, you know, I was at a you know a place in time where there were fantastic programs in place. Like in my in my church growing up, um, we had a, a youth group, so I, I would attend that and get to know the other young people um, in my church, as well as those who were a few years along in the journey um, that I mentioned before would reach back and, um, you know, in- include us sort of younger ones. And it was really something that I admired these these great people, you know, um, living their lives, having friendships, having fun, but also having their faith journey. So the, the one in my parish was something, um, you know, we learned about different styles of prayer and something very spiritual, um, as well as the youth group I had in my high school uh, growing up um, was a mix of that, but also a huge so- sort of social justice element. And looking back now, working in this space, I'm just so grateful for those leaders um, <laughs> yeah. because nothing was a barrier. We went on a, on a bus and went to remote places and did work with remote communities. Um, they chucked us on a plane and we went out to Alice Springs and went um, did a program in an Indigenous community. And, um, yeah, knowing this side of the fence, how much time and effort and love and sort of administration is needed, yeah. I'm so grateful for, for those leaders in, in allowing that. Um, and especially, you know, having those um, opportunities to serve and not in a sort of self-fulfilling way of, oh, you know, we're doing good things that we were actually able to go to, you know, an Indigenous community and remote communities and be with the people and just spend that time together and hear their stories and hear their culture and hear what was going on really sort of impacted me and changed my heart um, and, you know, set me up for that sort of spirituality of the encounter with the other. Mm. Um, That was so special. So when I um, then left school, um, you know, I I still continued in those circles being a part of it and bit by bit people would call me out and say, hey, could you lead this or I think this would be good for you. And I was sort of very reluctant in that because I didn't see myself as a youth minister because at that time um, the ones I saw in those sort of leadership positions were um, maybe had a different skill set for me. You know, generally mm. there were ones that were studying teaching or were teachers mm. or, or social work or, or maybe the these sort of skill sets where – I had gone down a different path. I I loved um, learning languages and um, also I I was really interested in law. So I went on to study law and languages at uni. Um, So I didn't see my skill set transferring to that. Um, But it really sort of came to light where I had the fabulous opportunity to go to World Youth Day in Brazil. And I was just open to the church 
as a universal church, like seeing young people from all these different countries that were celebrating their faith and navigating that, that made me feel connected to something even bigger than what I was able to experience in Adelaide. And I saw like, oh, you know, someone like me who's interested in other cultures and languages, this actually does really fit in um, into my church spheres and not what I had experienced before. Um, so yeah, and at that time, um, another leader tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I think you'd be really great um, to be part of this this program, um, to work as to do an internship um, at a um, human rights NGO that's connected to the church because you know you're interested in other cultures and languages and you're studying law, and we'd really like someone with your profile to to come on. So I had that opportunity um, to yeah um, work work in an NGO um, situated near the UN in um, Geneva, and um, that's where sort of my social justice elements and my faith really connected. I love that. And now. Kayla and Juliana sitting down having a chat about all things youth ministry um, over your very wild and fabulous life so far. And can I say you are so young as well. You are the type of person (laughs) that I like look at and go, oh my God, look at what you've achieved, Uh, which is fabulous. Oh, thank you. That's that's really lovely. But but, what I want to sort of start chatting about now is, uh, as we've sort of heard just before, and if you've missed it, I seriously cannot recommend more that you go and check out the podcast version of this show. Um, But uh, what what I want to get into now is I want to know, out of all the experiences that you've had, which we've heard is a lot, um, what is the biggest highlight of your youth ministry journey so far? What a great and also very difficult question. (laughs) So many (laughs) A really roundabout answer. Um, So, like, within within my journey so far, there's been some, like, really big, great moments, like times I've been able to, you know, um, give speeches in in front of a lot of people or or make big trips or or things like that. But what sort of really stands out from my experiences are those smaller moments that you're really called to step up um, and just seeing the fruit of that. Like, I, I reflect a lot on times where, um, you know, I was, you know, busy trying to organize something or a presentation or get things together and you get a knock on the door and someone, you know, you know, is maybe under the influence of alcohol or drugs and just wants, wants a meal and then to then make that decision to stop what you're doing and then to get something for them and just accompany them in that moment or when, um, you know, a young person feels confident or comfortable enough to talk to me about what's going on with them and to, you know, that precious um, opportunity to journey with them in that moment. So, yeah, it's a lot of um, little things along along the way that, um, yeah, make, make things stand out. I think that, like, um, you know, a lot of people who work in this youth ministry space, it's really um, – like for the most part, I mean, I don't even know if I'm trying to think of if I even know anyone who works in youth ministry who hasn't been ministered to at one point or another. So for you, was that like, does that resonate? Did you sort of start as, you know, being a youth minister as a young person and then sort of you do that transition into youth Mm. ministering to other people? And what was that transition like for you? So the transition from being ministered to to ministering was something that was very sort of slow. And I think I mentioned before, I felt very inadequate to do that. Like I was a very reluctant um, into going into those more leadership positions, but it was 
the real need, like having a community ask, look, we'd really like something for our young people. Mm. Um, you know, we recognise you as someone who's journeyed through that. Um, could you please offer something to them? And um, it, it's a huge jump. Like when when you think of youth ministry and you think of these young people and all they're experiencing and all their hopes and dreams um, and then to come up with uh, content and games and structure and, yeah. and things um, to help them journey through that, um, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. But one one sort of piece of advice that sort of stuck with me, it's never the, um, the activities or the programs or the things that you think are going to touch them that do. It's always something else like it. And it really makes it evident, like the, the role of the Holy spirit and other sort of aspects coming into, into control with that. I was actually just about to ask you, like when you, um, like found yourself in a leadership position, youth ministering to others, like, um, was there ever somebody who youth ministered to you who you admired that, you know, maybe taught you a lot or that you tried to sort of, you know, emulate or some, even just someone when you were sort of in youth ministry as a young person who made a really big difference in your life? Oh, there were so many, so many people um, who, who really made that effort. Um, and, and I think that's part of it. Um, sometimes we can feel like, oh, there's a youth minister or there's something in char- someone in charge of that role so we're good we're sorted that yeah, person's over yeah. it but really it takes the work of multiple people yeah you know um and there's so many people throughout my journey that were um you know there for me or there for a season um that it's just like little pieces of the puzzle that that kind of fitted together mm. um but yeah so many leaders even if it was you know just being led for a couple of weeks on an immersion experience or something like yeah. that that were that were present and encouraging and able to um be with me in that moment um yeah that really sort of made a difference i love that <laughs> Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now... This is Arch D. Arch D Radio 1079. Live. Live. <laughs> <laughs> sitting down with Juliana and having a chat about all things youth ministry. Uh, but we're going to take a little bit of a 180 now and turn away from just youth ministry for just a split second because it is the time of the show where we're going to take a look at the gospel verse of the week, which this week comes from John 14, 15 through 21. And Juliana, you and I were actually having a chat about this one yeah. a little bit um, before the show. And uh, this is what we what we do. This is a little peek behind the curtain for everybody. But what we do is we take a look at the gospel and instead of uh, reading it out to you all, because I'm sure you have heard it or will hear it or can go and find it very easily. What we do is we want to take that and we want to find something in it that inspires a question and mm. hopefully will inspire a story. Um, so you were helping me through this one, actually, because this is new for me. This is sort of new experiences. Um, but what I wanted to ask you about this particular um, gospel verse was, has there ever been a time in your life where you've been feeling scared or maybe uncertain about the future and someone has shown you kindness and reassurance where you have felt seen and safe? Oh, thanks, Michaela. And first of all, always a pleasure to have these experiences <laughs> with you and have these deep chats. And it's, yeah, really feel it's, very fortunate to it's have It's an you. intimidating oh, thing like, sometimes, isn't it? Like, you know, to, to admit, like, I don't actually fully get it or I don't fully actually know what's going on here. Exactly. It's always made me feel not silly and so safe. So <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the part of, like, the faith journey, right? Like, yeah. you know, you have to start at, at you know, at where you're at and yeah. discover and be open to it. Yeah. And then, you know, broadcast it on that radio. So. Right. 
know. You're all coming <laughs> Most along people for probably have more private conversations about these <laughs> Do you know, I saw, though, um, a TikTok video about this guy actually talking about um, learning new languages. This is a tangent yeah. now, but learning new languages. And he said the reason why kids learn languages so quickly, a second language, third language, so quickly, is because they're not afraid to sound yeah. silly. They're not afraid to get it wrong and to make mistakes. Whereas as adults, we like hold ourselves oh, back because yes. we don't want to sound silly and feel silly. And I don't know any other languages but my own. So, but you, you do. You, yeah, like, you know, yeah. Not- and that vulnerability yeah. of like, oh, I'm going to, especially things with faith. Like it, it's something that can be so personal totally. and, and touching for you yeah. and then to share it with others. Um, but yeah, hopefully this can also, I hope people at home, you know, can have these conversations with people in their lives yeah, and totally. because I, I learn about a lot through your ideas and your inspiration and spirituality and it's, yeah, just such a fruitful sort of conversation and exchange. So go yeah. home and talk to your loved ones about yeah. your experiences. Don't be afraid to sound silly every now and again. That's how we learn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You'd be better for it. There's everyone's homework. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, everyone write that down. That, yeah. <laughs> Yes, for sure. And um, a very awe sort of question. And <laughs> I, I can't help but give a big shout out to my husband, Rodrigo, um, who constantly shows up in my life um, to speak words of life and encouragement and goodness. Um, there was, yeah, a, a difficult time that we had um, where we were engaged, um, living in Brazil, and I moved back to Australia and he was meant to follow me um, six months later, mm. but he actually got um, stuck um, because of COVID. The border shut in March 2020 oh, and his no. ticket was for April 2020. Um, so there was a period of almost two and a half years um, where he wasn't able to enter the country and I wasn't able to leave to see them. So, um, yeah, we spent that time sort of in a in a really long distance relationship without – uh, end date or hope at the end of you know finally the borders would be open wow um so yeah that was a a very rocky stage of my life of, of really trusting and trusting in um not only our love and him but sort of the calling of god had for our lives um because we felt so convicted you know we wanted to get married and and you know start our journey like that together um, so yeah, a lot of fear and anxiety that I know, you know, everyone sort of felt around COVID. Totally. Um, but I felt that my, our future was put on, on hold for an indefinite amount of time and a lot of sort of injustice in that as well. Like I know probably all the listeners either themselves or would know someone that was separated from loved ones during that time. Um, and it just felt so, so unfair and mm. unforgiving. Um, but he would constantly remind me that, you know, this is a, this is a phase we're going through. We don't have control. We know that we love each other. We know that, you know, um, through our journey, we know this is God's, you know, call for our lives to come together. So we need to trust in that and, and stay strong. So yeah, definitely. I can't take him for granted. (laughs) (laughs) Even if he leaves his towels on the floor or whatever. (laughs) Pick up your socks. Yeah. Do you know how far I traveled? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah, such an emotional, emotional time. Wow. Wow. That is, but what a success story as well. Like that is, that is so amazing. And now... 
Kayla Howard-Jones joining you this evening with Juliana Kittle. Juliana, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me. It's always cool to hang out with you. I know. It's so fun. I always have an absolute blast when we, you know, find excuses to go and get coffee. And uh, actually, this oh, is... Very important work. Very, reasons. very important work <laughs> for <laughs> anyone listening. <laughs> that, that, yeah, 45-minute coffee break we took sitting on the couches on the other side the other day. They were very comfortable couches. I they have were. To say. And, and, and we had with the discussion. It did, and we hadn't sat in them yet. They were calling to us. So all very important <laughs> reasons. If anyone's listening, we're joking. Um, but thank you so much for finding the time to come over and have a chat with me today. It's been fantastic learning all about your experiences in, um, you know, overseas and, and locally and, and everything that you've experienced. If you want to go and check out this episode in its entirety, I cannot recommend it anymore. Uh, you can go and find that uh, wherever you get your podcast. Just look for ArchD Radio. Uh, and you can also find heaps of other amazing young people as well, like uh, Julia Nguyen, was our coordinator here at the youth office um, who did a show a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we have actually got one. This is a bit of a teaser, everybody. This is, again, another look behind the curtain. We have got Peter Beerer coming (gasps) in next week on the show, who is the former former coordinator of COYA. Um, I'm super, super excited to catch up with him again. So that will be one not to miss. Uh, So, yeah, go and check us out there. We are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the RHD show. You can check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest School Life content on our website, archdradio.com. And you can find us on social media at archdradio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday nights from 9, every Saturday nights from 10. And we will see you again very, very soon. Bye.